Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 148 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian Angelo. Double Density, your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, I think we've apologized uh, over the summer a few times now about our uh, absences. So this time around, we had a bit of a interesting issue, Angelo. You, you couldn't talk properly for a little while. Yeah, well, I had a wisdom tooth removed, so that would have made it uh, really hard to record a podcast with a so hole you, in my mouth. you had the stitches in the mouth the whole bit? Yeah, the hole is still there, but it's healing nicely, I hope. Have you played with it at all? I When I had my last wisdom tooth uh, taken out, I, I played with it for a bit. It is very hard not to want to like stick your tongue absolutely on like where where especially now that it doesn't hurt anymore it's still sensitive to it's cold. weird right yes. it's a w- very weird feeling yes but it's it's healing i hope and uh, i go see the dentist <laughs> in six months I, I do believe it's healing angela that is not something you need to worry about yeah and i guess what brian i didn't even need the heavy duty pain meds he prescribed the, well, why don't you just take them anyways because they cause, like it says, there's all these warnings on them. Drink with lots of water. Eat with lots of food. Take with lots of food. Don't eat it with lots of food, I guess. <laughs> I'm yeah, like a dog. Them. I have to put it in my peanut butter so I don't know I'm taking a pill. <laughs> Your wife has to trick you every morning. She's like, I yeah. hope he doesn't notice this in the cereal. Yeah. She, she has one of those. Uh, you ever see the, the, the thing that you use to give cats pills? It's like it shoots it into their throat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what they have to do to me to give I me I watched my, my vet do that recently too. Uh, well, not recently. Last November when my cat went for her checkup, it was just a, her regular like, uh, you know, cat medication. Yeah, so uh, high technology here in cat shooting pills. But no, speaking, I... Wait, wait, wait. So speaking of high, this is something I wrote on the list, and I don't know whether or not you uh, you are prompting this at this point, but um, uh, uh, in our interim and our downtime, I visited one of our legal Quebec weed stores. How was that experience? It was super weird. So um, I worked near, or I work, but physically my office, uh, I haven't been to a, a long time. And, uh, near there was like the main one in downtown Montreal and there's always a lineup, but it was always funny to walk down and see like the large cross section of like different kinds of people winning business people, students, older people, you know, nondescript human beings, uh, between the ages of like 18 to 40, let's say. Um, and I, I never felt the desire to wait in line to go take a peek. And now you did in amid a pandemic. Well, yeah, so there's, uh, they opened up another weed store closer to home, and I walked by the other day, it was in the middle of the afternoon, and I said, hey, you know what, let's go in. And it was it was extremely weird because of the way that it's all set up, right, because of, of COVID-19, um, you know, everything is kind of like draped and covered and things like that, and so I started poking around, and uh, Angelo, like, have you partaken in the devil's weed ever? No. And you, so wait, well, because of COVID-19, you can't try out the bongs, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't sell bongs here, okay, oh, but this bad. is a real high-class operation. No, I'm a very, uh, I'm like I said, I'm very lawful good I'm, and boring. But the, the weird part is like, this is legal. So you would be lawfully good in taking It's true, things. I guess. But I, I don't even drink alcohol, Brian. I don't like the sensation of being uh, uh, out of control. I don't want to say out of control. It's not reefer madness <laughs> here. You, but you go, like, still, you're a teetoler? Like, look, I didn't even take the pain meds that well, were That's my whole point. Like, why didn't you take them? I don't know. I just, like I was saying, I didn't want to take them because of all, like, you have to eat with them and stuff. Already having to take the antibiotics was annoying enough that I had to right. throw my whole food intake routine out of whack. But uh, yeah, so I, I I browsed the sort of like large walls they had and I, I asked the very helpful um, salesperson, you know, like, what do you have that's just not weed? So they have um, uh, they have edibles and they have um, uh, be- beverages. So I bought a couple of beverages and they have like a THC and CBD spray. So I bought one of those. I'm going to give that a shot this weekend. We'll see where it goes. But it was interesting what to see you like- spray they had, with it? You, you spray it into your mouth. Oh, okay. What, do like you, what, what, what did you think this meant? I don't know. Like you spray surfaces with it. 
Spray it in the air as like an air them? freshener. Oh, right. Yes, of course. A, a very expensive air freshener. Five, Your house smells that. like a, a, a dorm. I have enough problems with the neighbor of ours who does do that, right? So Okay. But yes, all that to say, Angelo, you you haven't taken the pain meds. I've bought weed. Uh, uh, you've bought some stuff. I uh, bought a new phone. Now, this is where we get into the uh, the tech part of Double Density. Well, I don't know. Weed, altered reality, perceptions. I think that's a bit of the tech side. Cat... Uh, pill givers <laughs> yes exactly uh yeah i bought an iphone 11 uh because my se at this point is three and a half almost four years old um i was very worried that and it's becoming a probably like a pretty real scenario that we're gonna go into lockdown again and i need a phone as part of the um the process i need to log on to the vpn it's it's a two-factor so it sends a notification to my phone asking me um to input a code into the prompt that i get on screen well, that's a good reason, and I'm assuming work is not paying for this other than the fact that they pay you and you use that money to buy it. Absolutely not. They did not uh, pay for that in the least, of course. Uh, they didn't even offer us, uh, like, you got a stipend for office supplies when you get that. Yeah, uh, that, uh, I guess, I don't know if everybody got that, but a lot of people did. I know your your wife, who works the same establishment as me, also got it, I guess. Yes, and that's one of the many reasons why we've sort of delayed recording, is that it, this is her crazy season. She uh, um, is in a unit that uh, deals with uh, orientation events, so this is the uh, first week of school. Um, but yeah, so all that to say, I got myself a 128 gig iPhone 11. Oh, 128 gig. Isn't yes. that, that's like the mid-tier one, I think. No, right? sorry, that's uh, sorry. I wanted the 120 and I got the 64. That's okay. what I meant to say. Trust me, uh, you'll be totally fine with 64. Let's take a look right now. 23 out of 64 used up. Yeah, I'll be fine. I've always had a 64 ever since that became like, I think one year I bought like the, my iPhone 6S is like the mid-tier one because I think it started at 32 back then. And I got the 64, and then I noticed I was totally fine. Now, my iPad Pro is 256 gigabytes, and I think I was overkill on that. I could have... Yeah, what do you do with that? GarageBand files? Yeah. The thing is, is that it was either 64 or, or 256 or 512, and I think five, thought 512 was too much. So I got 256, which is fine. And uh, I mean, my iMac is a 256K, K, 256K hard drive. <laughs> That's all wow, you need. that would be incredible. Yeah, not even th- there. We would have said, I, I would have been able to say I, and that, that would have taken up the 256K. Um, no, I have that, but I also have two external uh, SSDs. Two, okay. I have lots of stuff on there. So okay. I'm fine with 256. But yeah, new uh, new iPhone uh, must feel huge compared to the. Uh, it's SC. a lot bigger, yes. I'm not used to to such a large screen, especially when I'm typing. Uh, also, I'm able to install all of the apps because I was explained to you one of the bigger problems in having a 16 gig is that I kept having to reinstall and deinstall apps based on what I needed to do. And now that it, you can actually even update your phone now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, I had recently explained that I also joined, uh, you know, the Discord app and I joined several Discord servers and you were very, very confused about that for a second because you didn't know what I was talking about. Well, no, I know what Discord is. It's just, it's not something I've ever used. I understand it's, it's, it's not, it, it's sort of like Slack kind of, right? Yes. Yeah. I'd say it's a more of a laid back Slack. Okay. And it's, it's a lot, a lot of, uh, of Twitchers use it? Is that how you call it? Twitchers? <laughs> Twitch streamers? <laughs> well, hey, speaking of Twitch streamers, your co-host is a Twitch streamer. Who's my co-host? You? Yeah. You're a Twitch streamer? Well, okay. So uh, obviously you pay attention to the things I tell you that I do. So in uh, my downtime, part of what I've been up to is I joined a uh, a uh, order of podcasters, a tabletop RPG 
Um, and we actually stream on Twitch and then it gets uploaded to YouTube and we also divide up into podcasts, which should be coming out soon. So we're playing a game called Esoterrorists and uh, yeah, the, uh, it's, uh, it's called the order of, uh, the order of podcasters. It's, uh, Paul, you can follow him at, uh, Techno Funkboy. And then it's Rob from, uh, our formerly of our strange guys in Dakota and then Jen of Indefense and Liberty and then me and, uh, Paul is the game master. And obviously you've watched none of this. None of it. Sorry. I've been, uh, I've been preoccupied. Lots of stuff to do. Um, kids went back to school. So that's exciting. And uh, I've uh, had to work from home. It's been really weird now that they're gone during the day. Do you look forward to all of the interactions they have with other disease vectors? You got an iPhone and my wife got a MacBook Air. And you must have been over the mood. You probably helped her through every step of the process. You probably did everything for her, didn't you? I have recommended the same MacBook Air to several people in the last two weeks, and several people have bought this MacBook Air, and Apple owes me commission. Owes, yeah, because they're clearly working on a commission-based model here. Yes, that's how they work. But yeah, uh, she got the uh, base model second-tier MacBook Air, so no uh, fancy built-to-order stuff on there. It's just the second model. It's the the quad-core. We didn't want to get a dual-core i3 processor i figured she might be editing some videos and stuff and quad core is the way to go so for the extra 400 dollars, you get a quad core and a uh, 512 gigabyte not k 512 gigabyte uh, ssd just making it rain over there in the fiorentina household well yeah i mean she also hasn't bought a computer in over nine years so we've had money saved up on on our computer thing we, we tend to keep our computers a long time yeah, same. I mean, I have a mid-2012, uh, you know, uh, MacBook here, right? So so by the same uh, metric as my wife, you're dual computer next year. Yeah, this year or next year, depending on how much work I have to do on it. Angela, before I forget, I totally realized something. I'm going to I'm gonna mail you, because it's legal, the wheat spray. You will watch the YouTube video of the Twitch stream. So you're going to mail me that, and I'll watch the Twitch, Twitch stream, stream that I'm on. Yes. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, well, okay. So why not? Uh, one of the things that I have been unable to look at during the pandemic, as many people have, is a Nintendo Switch. And given uh, very recent developments of what's been announced, I'm even more mad that I can't find a Switch. Mario 3D All-Stars is here. Well, it's coming. Yeah, uh, late September, right? So a month, not even a month from now. No, like, it's like the 18th. Four weeks from now. Yeah. No, the 18th, Brian. Oh, wow. I thought it was the 20th. Okay. Mm, yeah, we're pretty excited for that. I actually, my kids got home from school and once they were all cleaned up and disinfected, we uh, we boil them when they get here. <laughs> you use a sous vide, obviously. Yeah, yeah, we sat down, and and today's the day the this that direct came out. So you'll be hearing this a few days after that. But um, yeah, we watched it, and that excited the kids. But I think the thing that excited them the most was the Super Mario Kart like AR RC car. Did you see that? Oh uh, yes, yeah, I did. That is pretty impressive. A new dongle for the kids to play with. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, and uh, there's, of course, the old Mario All-Stars is available now on uh, the Switch in the uh, Super Nintendo um, app, I guess we would call it. The uh, Nintendo On Demand thing, sort the of. The hub? Yes. That's a fun game. My son was playing it before bed tonight. Oh, like the classic? Uh, yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. I mean, we have it on a, an actual Super Nintendo, but uh, whenever I take that out, the kids wonder why there's wires attached to the controllers. Have you played the uh, the Mario Kart app on iPhone? No, I haven't actually. Is it any good? I so I'm like like lightly addicted. It's a you know it's a oh. freemium kind of model, uh, but I've gotten pretty far just based on playing, you know, a half hour every day. Let's say. Well, maybe I'll uh, I'll download it. I know yeah, my son's 
enjoying, still enjoying Dr. Mario. It's uh, it's pretty easy to play uh, too. There's basically like a drift button and then you just tap the screen to use um, whatever special items you end up with. Um, that's pretty cool. I think maybe I'll, I'll give it a try. My son was playing Dr. Mario before and he was talking about how uh, it would be kind of cool if him killing the viruses in the game killed the virus in real life. He's an optimist. I like this. Yes, yes. So going back to Mario 3 to All-Stars. So it's Mario 64. And then uh, Mario Sunshine. And then Mario Galaxy. I'm kind of disappointed there's no Mario Galaxy 2. I saw a really good joke about that. Someone said, well, actually it did come out um, in Japan under uh, Mario Doki Doki Galaxy 2. <laughs> and uh, do you need to explain that joke to anybody? I hope that our listeners are smart enough to understand the Super Mario 2 uh, Doki Doki Panic um, um, uh, relationship there. At the end of the Nintendo Direct today, there's that whole Mario compilation uh, medley thing. And while we're watching it, the, the transition from Super Mario Brothers to uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, my daughter said, whoa, what a really different game. And then, and then I explained to her uh, the whole Doki Doki Panic thing. And uh, did she understand that uh, we used to be fooled North Americans? We didn't get into it that deeply, but uh, yeah, she... Um, she thought it was kind of uh, weird that they would do that, but I had to explain that the Lost Levels was way too hard for our dumb North American audience. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is why we got the Lost Levels uh, eventually, right? I remember renting a, um, I guess it, it was a, a Japanese version with the adapter that I could put into my NES of the Lost Levels, and I went right back and returned it because I thought it was broken because it was so hard. So, Angelo, uh, child crybaby. Yes. But on the flip side of things, as an adult, have you given it a shot yet? Yeah, I tried it. It's, uh, it's, now that I know what I'm doing, it's, it's a little bit easier. But it's still an extremely hard game. And it, it's correct to say that it basically takes you from where you ended Super Mario Brothers. So, so it basically starts off harder than the last levels in Super Mario Brothers. That is uh, super interesting. Uh, uh, you need to go back and sort of like triumph, I think. Maybe. Did you uh, play all of the Mario 3D All-Star games coming out? No, no, I stopped. I didn't have a GameCube. Okay, so I played a bit of Mario 64 because I never had a Nintendo 64. I played a lot of uh, Mario Sunshine because I did have a GameCube. I loved the GameCube. I got it for uh, Metroid Prime and then loved Mario Galaxy as well, even though a lot of people don't like Mario Galaxy. I thought it was kind of fun. And um, never played Mario... Did I say Mario Galaxy again? I meant Mario Sunshine. I did not play Mario Galaxy, though, because I did not have a Nintendo Wii. Like everybody else. Everybody else had a Wii. I did not get one. So you jumped that cycle. Yeah, but I got a Wii U because nobody got a Wii U. Yes, because everyone was confused about the nomenclature. Yeah, I li- I'm like that guy who just likes indie bands. And then once they get big, <laughs> I don't... I don't uh, All right, of course. Yeah. Of course. How relative. Um, so uh, some very big... Movie news has come out, Angela. I don't know if you know about this. This is not in our show it's notes. It's not in our show notes, so I'm completely, I'm completely lost. So um, uh, your uh, brethren, your countryman, Sylvester Stallone, has announced that he is doing a 35th anniversary recut of Rocky IV. I don't know if you've heard about this. No. So it is uh, due out, and this is tied to tech in a second. I'll explain how. So it is due out in Thanksgiving, and uh, Sylvester Stallone has pretty much made it clear that the robot that uh, Pauly Panino gets is going to be cut from the film. Oh, no. Yeah. So Polly's robot is out of uh, Rocky IV's uh, new cut. Is that the whole point of that uh, cut? Well, no, there's going to be there's going to be other cuts, obviously, but that's uh, something that he uh, was asked on Twitter and he said, no, never like the robot pretty much. 
Wait, let me go find the actual tweet because they're making me laugh really hard. So just if you want to vamp for a second while I click on this Well, is this this related to the Zack Snyder cut of uh, Justice League? And is it related to the the Cats uh, cut of, uh, what were they calling it? What this? Well, the Snyder cut, right? The Snyder cut, but the, what about that? Uh, the Cats movie cut with uh, oh, the butthole cut. The butthole cut. That's what it was. I couldn't remember right. what it was. Uh, so, Angela, I found uh, the the Instagram comments. So, um, in announcing that uh, this is going to be happening, so it's a new director's cut by Sylvester Stallone, and then somebody said, "Wow, cool." Does it expand on the relationship between Paul and his robot? Sylvester Stallone, the robot is going to the junkyard forever. No more robot. And then someone said, "Don't cut the robot," and he said, "I don't like the robot anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I like the blunt and directors there. Well, along the same lines, um, something great happened. And uh, remember when I got YouTube uh, Premium, I was really loving Cobra Kai? Yes. It was probably one of the reasons I got YouTube Premium. Well, now, uh, because YouTube Premium and YouTube don't really know how to market original programming, um, they kind of, Netflix came in and took uh, Cobra Kai from YouTube, well, they took it. They stole it away from them. No, they, I guess they bought the rights to it. And now the first two seasons are on Netflix. And now everybody is discovering how damn good that show is. I have not watched it yet. It's on my plan of uh, things to watch. Also coming up next year, I don't know if you know this, but Isaac Asimov's Foundation series is being turned into a television series. So I'm currently plowing through all of the Asimov universe books. Wow. Uh, there are sort of like 18 in canon when it comes to the Foundation series. Well, uh, also along those same lines, I keep saying that a lot tonight. I uh, just finished The Witcher on uh, Netflix. Yes. And, uh, I oh, have, right, you had messaged me about this. You yeah, well, and I, and I have the PlayStation 4 game. I played through it. I never actually finished it. And I, and I loved it. It just, I never was able to finish it. And I'm restarting because it's a huge game. And uh, yeah, liking that too. And uh, I went on Amazon and ordered The Witcher novels. I have, uh, well, Amazon is a cult and watch on Angelo. You're just making it a billionaire even uh, richer. How do you feel about that? I got my books. Took a day. It's perfect. I didn't have to leave the house. You don't have to think about those poor warehouse workers at all, no? Uh, I'd rather not think about that. It's like uh, it's like when I eat uh, uh, a steak. I don't want to think about the poor cow that had to die. I think I brought this up on the show before, but I do believe if you are um, our carnivorous person, you should be able to watch a slaughterhouse film. I know I have. And uh, everyone should be able to in order to you know enjoy and ingest the meat that they, they're eating. So, Angela, yeah, think about those warehouse workers. Uh, defund the police. ACAB forever. And with that, let us move on, on to uh, the, uh, the paranormal section. Great. Double Density presents The Three Titans. <laughs> Welcome back to Double Density. And as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So, Angelo, you had mentioned uh, in the break we'd taken between these two sections that we had talked extremely quickly during the first half. So I'm going to milk this for all it's worth on the paranormal side of things to make this a very long episode. People are going to have to play around with their speed settings in their favorite podcast app. Do you use um, speed settings? I do. Yeah, me too. Especially having taken a few weeks off from work uh, and went on vacation, I'm... My backlog of podcasts is huge. Yeah, I uh, I don't really find a lot of time to listen to the podcast I'm listening to, so I go take walks and when I work out and stuff. Um, but it's only like 
my walks are like an hour a day, let's say max. Then my working out is like another 20, 25 minutes. And usually I have music playing. I don't know. Like it's weird being healthier in 2020 is like a, a weird thing for me. I listen to a lot of music um, while I work. Um, I find podcasts hard to work with sometimes. I can't do that. I, I've mentioned this before, but like a lot of my job involves writing, right? So I can't really listen to people talk as I write. It's very distracting. Well, I've even gone to the point now where I have trouble listening to music where people sing. Like I, I'm listening to a lot of instrumental music lately because it's it's hard to work with words being thrown uh, at me. Uh, so uh, I have coworkers who are also friends, right? Because I see them outside of of the work sphere. So I guess I should I label them friends? Friends I work with? I guess. Why? How, okay. Why is that coming up? Oh, because a friend I work with also has a similar issue. She's a graphic designer and she loves listening to instrumental music, especially um, the movie scores. Yeah, me too. I love movie scores. I like I like me some jazz too. And uh, I know you hate it, but I like classical music too. Can't do it. Uh, so for the paranormal section of episode 148, we have one topic and one topic only. It's uh, this um, chart that's been floating, not a chart, like a, a graphical kind of smorgasbord of things that's been floating around um, Reddit over the last couple of weeks. And it's entitled... The big map of forbidden information, conspiracies, cover-ups, mysteries, theories, and secrets and lies. And whoever put this together uh, is definitely, definitely, definitely a smart person and uh, spends a lot of time thinking about a lot of these different things. There was, um, in the original one you had sent me, there was uh, where it was from on Reddit. And yeah. then when I went to look up the forbidden information map on that subreddit, it said, uh, removed, post removed. I know. So it I became know. forbidden information, which I thought was kind of funny. And I couldn't tell because I had done something similarly because it's in the show notes. Um, someone else, uh, a bunch of other people have posted these things over on different subreddits, but I figured we would link to one. But yeah, I couldn't find the original post and that actually made me laugh because I wondered if that was a calculated move to sort of propagate this forbidden information. Well, and when it becomes its own forbidden information, uh, it'll appear on its own map. Yes. So at the, the top of <laughs> Inception. the map... Exactly. The top of the map has, uh, I thought it was like a, a very cheekily designed, everything having to do with the mine race, so the Mandela effect, um, uh, you know, a lot of different, different uh, kind of things, like the, the idea of a brain in a, in a jar or vat, right? Yeah, and you had asked me, so are okay, we going well, to give let's, a, let's, not get, let's not get into that just yet, because okay. right? I kind of want to describe some of the milieus, right? Okay. So there are sports conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories surrounding places, and then the earth, cryptids, aliens, religion, um, a large circle, because a lot of these are sort of like um, uh, corresponding Venn diagrams almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's power, fame, stand-ins, murders, health and science, and the moon. And I gave you as well as like some um, uh, deceased and murdered people on the left-hand side, as well as some vanished and fake deaths. And what I had given you, Angelo, is a very gargantuan task, given the kind of person you are who does not partake in marijuana, who does not believe in drinking, who does not believe in letting your mind uh, wander, uh, lose a little bit of control. And that, my friend, is uh, I, I asked you to go ahead and take a look at this and find me um, five points that you think could be plausible or the most plausible in this sort of like smorgasbord of, of, of beliefs or supposed beliefs. So, you know, things like, uh, you know, uh, the Chupacabra on here, as well as 9-11, uh, you know, uh, COVID um, conspiracy surrounding um, vaccinations and things like that, right? Based on what you told me, I kind of did that, but I also kind of picked one that was completely ridiculous. But anyway, you'll see uh, okay. what I, and, and whatever, it's stuff to talk about. And there's so many here. That's the thing. There's way too much. Reptilians was there. I just noticed <laughs> this is something, uh, I guess it is a conspiracy, but the whole, uh, anti-mask movement and stuff like that, there yeah. were people posting about, look at this. It's amazing. Uh, 
in here in Quebec, there's uh, our our government posts uh, the statistics of the day every day, and there's this one guy who's always who always replies there and talks about hydroxychloroquine. Is that what it's called, Brian? Yes, hydroxychloroquine. Okay. Yes, yeah, something like that. And he talks about not having to wear masks, and he said, "Look what's happening here, and look at this amazing display in England where they're all together and uh, protesting masks, and look at this amazing talk by this guy and the this guy he was talking about." was David Icke. <laughs> Definitely trust that guy for sure. Yeah, when that's your spokesperson, um, you can pretty much be certain that whatever you're supporting is wrong. So I I don't know how you operated because I kind of tried to pick things from different spheres, right? Because obviously I zeroed in on cryptids and aliens, but I decided to sort of like uh, uh, broaden my horizons into things that I could believe uh, could be um, uh, believable, right? Well, I, so I, don't know if, I don't know if you did the same. Well, so you mentioned to me the sphere. So I only looked at the circle at the bottom. Um, I didn't touch the mind stuff. Okay. Um, I didn't touch that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, look, let's, let's get started to the things. And uh, do you want me to go first? Uh, sure, go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> the first one uh, will uh, not shock you once you know what it is, because I'm pretty sure you would have had no idea what it was, but it is, it's one of the ones that is explained, but that would be SW Erdnase. Which is something you've wanted to do an episode on forever, right? So to those people who aren't clicking on the big map of forbidden information, could you walk us through what this is? So SW Erdnase is someone, is a pseudonym, first of all, uh, or it's pretty certain that it's a pseudonym. And he wrote a book, so it's known as the expert at the card table, but the actual title is Artifice, Ruse, and Subterfuge at the Card Table, a treatise on the science and art of manipulating cards. And it was published in 1902. And this book is basically considered the Bible of techniques for sleight of hand. Uh, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's actually not the best book because it's, it's kind of hard to read. Literally, we were written over 100 years ago, so it uses that... Um, language. It's very well written though. The the language is kind of interesting. And the reason this is appearing on here is that nobody knows who SW Erdnase was. It's it's a whole mystery and it's kind of interesting to me that a book that is used by magicians has a sort of magical mystery on it. Now there's a few people who it could be. Um some people think it was a mining engineer named W. E. Sanders who uh growing up loved um, anagrams. So obviously, W. Sanders is an anagram for S.W. Erdnase. Other people think it could be Milton Franklin Andrews. And that's uh, kind of a weird one because uh, he was a murderer and a criminal, also a card sheet, but that one's less likely. So nobody, though, still knows who it is. So it is an actual mystery. It's not something that's forbidden information. I guess you could think of the actual identity being forbidden to everyone because it's it's not actually known. But there's a lot of uh, information out there on who it could possibly be. And I do want to do an episode on this because it is a mystery in itself. And I uh, I was very I pl- excited to see it there because yeah. I get to talk about card magic. I knew you would say that. I knew you would say that. Uh, and where does this mystery fall in the larger sphere? It's under the earth for some reason. On my end of things, the first one I decided to pick is the the birds aren't real one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, you, so do you know about this? And I completely forgot about this until uh, I read this description. So I'm going to read this to you, Angelo. It says, University of Memphis student Peter McIndoe appeared at the January 2017 Women's March with a crudely drawn sign heckling protesters. Birds are a myth. They're an illusion. They're a lie. 
Wake up, America, wake up. So the Byrds aren't the conspiracy alleges that between 1959 and 1971, the CIA executed a secret mission eradicating all birds and replacing them with robotic surveillance drones disguised as birds. So uh, that's not true. Well, uh, I wholly believe that. Uh, no, I actually went with Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. Well, because yeah. we talked about him on the show about this time last year about how the weird stuff that happened uh, to him there, right? So I, I firmly, wholly believe that Jeffrey Epstein uh, was murdered and it wasn't a suicide at all. It's an actual conspiracy. Uh, now, yeah, who was responsible, the, we don't know. Exactly. But I still feel like it is plausible enough for it to be like a really interesting conspiracy or a mystery that uh, we may never know uh, about wholly and fully. But, uh, you know, the sort of like the clues are piling up here. There's a lot of different arrows pointing in a million different directions, but uh, nothing is that it seems uh, with this case as time continues, right? Will QAnon come through on this one? I don't know. I don't know if you heard, but uh, Jelaine Maxwell was caught last uh, last month, I think. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. And then one of the most interesting things is that she actually was a longtime Redditor. Oh, yes. I remember seeing that too. Yes. Angela, what's your second one? New Coke. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not any sort of conspiracy or forbidden information. Uh, Coke... Uh, the Coca-Cola company really screwed up. It was uh, it was basically a marketing blunder and a mistake. I love the quote that they put on the uh, map, or I guess in the blurbs above the map, from uh, then president uh, of Coca-Cola, Donald Keogh. Uh, we're not that dumb and we're not that smart. <laughs> also cool, like Major Donald Kehoe, the UFO researcher, just spelled differently. Yes. So why is that a conspiracy, though? Because they, it was done so that they would actually be able to sell more Coke once they came back with the beloved uh, Coca-Cola original recipe. Something I learned uh, recently on uh, uh, the podcast uh, Un- Ungeniused, they were talking about uh, Mexican Coke. Uh, yes. Did you know uh, Mexican Coke is no longer available in Mexico? It's now only made for the United States. I did know that actually, sadly. It's kind of funny. Now, if you actually go to Mexico, you're going to get the same Coca-Cola recipe everybody else gets. Related to that, I just finished Michael Moss's uh, Salt, Sugar, Fat, how the, fad giant, uh, how, the, sorry, how the Food Giants Hooked Us. And there's a whole um, a series of, of uh, paragraphs and like a half a chapter about uh, New Coke. And basically what had happened then is that uh, Pepsi declared a victory uh, when New Coke was announced because they were saying that uh, their recipe for the original Pepsi Cola was, was even better. And then they had that whole marketing blitz afterwards about uh, when New Coke came out, whether or not uh, you know they made people do blind taste tests mm-hmm. and uh, Pepsi came out on top every time. So it was actually like a major windfall for Pepsi. So I actually do believe uh, in the fact that they're not stupid and dumb enough to sort of uh, bring in New Coke just to reintroduce classic Coke due to the fact that like they lost, they left money on the table, right? Yeah. For Pepsi because t- Pepsi claimed victory twice. Yeah. So no, it's, it's, uh, it was just a mistake. Yes. All right. Let me pull up my list here because I have it on my phone of the second. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, Michael Jordan's 1993 retirement, Angela. I didn't even see that on the list. Yeah. It is under the, uh, sports, I assume sports. Yes. <laughs> To those who don't know, there is a very interesting conspiracy theory involving Michael Jordan um, not retiring voluntarily uh, at the end of the 1993 season, but the fact that uh, NBA commissioner David Stern and uh, company had actually secretly suspended him because of a lot of the issues surrounding uh, Michael Jordan's massive gambling problem, which included uh, having to testify in a 1992 trial why he had written a $57,000 check to a known drug dealer. Um, A well-known golfer claimed that Michael Jordan still owed him a million dollars. Um, some, uh, and like, this is like next level, but some people even unfortunately say that, uh, Michael Jordan's father, um, was murdered in a carjacking. Um, and some people claim that it's associated with 
MJ's gambling and the dark humor there is that like Michael Jordan already got his his father um, murdered due to this habit. And so, uh, yeah, the idea is that it's not a retirement. It was a secret suspension. There's sort of some uh, like there's plausibility there. No, I would not disagree with plausibility because David Stern and company were um, telling Jordan that his uh, gambling issues were definitely tainting their perception of the league and like having their star player, you know, pretty much at the apex of his popularity sort of had this like massive downside uh, becoming a larger issue rate. So a lot of this, of course, is a legend. We need to get that out of the way. But was but, it well uh, known amongst people that he had a gambling problem? And it's become like lore. Yeah, it's definitely been spoken about more and more. Okay. But yeah, I definitely do believe uh, and, you know, there is some plausibility there. Yeah, for sure. So my next one, Brian. Yes. Vaccines. <laughs> they're real. I knew they're it. They're real. They're necessary. And like I mentioned before, um, one of the people that's uh, totally uh, anti-vaccine, David Icke, that rally for anti-mask, it was also anti-vaccine. So uh, you know the kind of crowd that is anti-vaccine. If David Icke is on your side, you can pretty much be sure you're wrong. And right now, we're in dire need of vaccine uh, so that things can get back to uh, some normalcy. Apparently, well, a vaccine uh, won't change everything, right? So... No, a vaccine won't change everything, but it'll help significantly, uh, hopefully, as long as it doesn't turn us all into vampires like it did in that movie. Right now, apparently, uh, the, in the U.S., they're, they're trying to make sure the vaccine is out before November 1st, uh, so it coincides with the election. Mm, really fun. Uh, also, That's also to conspiracy, note, though. Yes, that is another, like, next, like, yeah, the web that is being weaved is massive here. And, uh, you know, you're mentioning David Icke. I had noticed uh, in the corner of my eye, the word reptilians appears in the, yes. the alien slash power um, Venn diagram. So I, you know, David I mean, There's Icke, a few science things on here that I almost picked, like GMOs and global warming and harp. I should have uh, given you some. I should have, like, one of them I wanted to give you was Prince Charles is a vampire. And I wanted you to really go deep on that. Yeah. I like, look, COVID-19's on there. Yeah. So among that also is like dark web, and birds aren't real. That's where that is. And death panels. Montauk yeah. Project, we did that on the show. One of my next ones is uh, one that is very believable, I think, and that is the number stations. And I'm, I was planning on doing an episode about that uh, sometime in the future. But the very notion of uh, an old school way of contacting spies across the world using radio waves versus very traceable electronic means is very interesting to me. It's been pretty much proven at this point that uh, there is, um, in the spy world, uh, very real belief that uh, number stations are ways of transmitting codes and directions and things like that and directives. Well, you know, anytime I think of number stations, I think of 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. <laughs> and you know what that is, right? Uh, why am I blanking on that? The numbers from Lost. Oh, well, yeah. You and my wife would get along. I don't give a shit about Lost. So you, so like you'd agree that number stations are a thing that exist and that they're probably used uh, by spy agencies around the world, right? Yes. Now, the next one I picked was one that is so ridiculous. Why would anybody believe it? And that's uh, the moon is made of cheese. <laughs> but I asked you to, to pick the five most plausible ones. So you'll need to explain why you think the moon is actually made of cheese. No. So I misunderstood the one I, I thought. I gave you, you one bit of homework here. I know. You, you, you even well, you said not homework? to call it homework. Yes, but, because uh, I get mad at that because I seem to do all the prep for the show. It's your job. That's why I pay you the big bucks. <laughs> uh, I have not seen an interactive e-transfer come through. Oh, sorry. So I, I picked this one because I thought it shouldn't be on the list anyway because it's so stupid. Does, is there anybody in the world, like even among the flat earthers, the, the dredges of society, is there anybody in the flat earthers that believes the moon is made of cheese? 
Angela, don't you remember when we watched that uh, that movie last year about flat earthers? Like, it's just they have inquiring minds. It's just they're not good at the, the scientific hypothesis and thesis statements and things like that. Yeah. But look, uh, it, it does come from somewhere. I looked it up on the Wikipedia. And um, it, it's actually a proverb that points to unfounded credulity. So it's, it's <laughs> right. So like, if you think the earth is flat, you also think the moon is made out of cheese. It's basically a lot of the stuff on this list. Uh, so the next one I wanted to pick, I kind of hem and hawed because originally I was going to do Stevie Wonder isn't blind because technically while he is blind, he's not fully blind. Right? Oh, really? Yes. So he can sometimes see figures and things like that. But no, I decided to uh, pick one uh, that makes me laugh all the time. And that is Andrew WK uh, with respect to his uh, God is such a stupid conspiracy, but I actually kind of believe it. Um, uh, the character of Steve Mike S T E E V Mike and uh, the belief that uh, Andrew WK is just the figurehead kind of like James Bond, right? And he's being replaced by different actors and people uh, compare like pictures of him from like various uh, parts of his career to point out <laughs> that he had a different nose and things like that. So it's just a very strange conundrum to be in. Sort of like a, a more expanded Avril Lavigne. Yes, so Avril Lavigne and Paul McCartney are also there, right? With Paul is dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I actually do actually believe that they tried some kind of marketing stunt with Andrew WK at one point because he he filmed this whole thing like years and years ago where he sat down and was like supposed to tell the truth and stuff. Like it was such a weird marketing effort that I actually do believe that uh, at one point, uh, much like MF Doom, I don't know if you know who he is, but he is a masked hip hop musician who uh, is known to... uh, send out uh, uh, stand-ins who are not good at performing his music and because he's a, he's a, he's a hip hop villain, right? So the idea is that he's actually playing into the character. Okay. What is Andrew WK? Is he a singer? Is he like, I don't understand what he is. He is a musician and the son of uh, astrophysicists, I do believe. Really? Yes. And he's a, a piano prodigy who also makes rock music. And cause I've seen him on like, I've, there's that uh, gif of him all the time rolling his eyes. Yes, from a talk oh, show. On, uh, Fox's Red Eye, I think. Yeah, and like, what's why was he on that? Is he? He's not like some right wing. Uh, no, but Greg, uh, Greg Gutfeld, who I do believe was the, the host of the time, was inv- like he invited like um, some of the people from the band Guar, right? Like okay. Otis Arungus, R.I.P. Uh, and you know, he was just having fun because it was like a middle of the night show. So why not have some people on? Okay, yeah, because I, I, I like uh, every time I see him, is like uh, covered in blood and stuff. So he's just he's just an interesting guy, right? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever shown you this video of uh, Angela McKay doing the weatherman no. bit. Okay, well, I'll have to, I'll put that in the notes. Okay, okay, because I, I don't know easy. much about him. Like, I, I like music and stuff, but I don't know. Uh, I've seen him twice. I saw him, I think, I, I believe I talked about this on an episode of The Coda, but I saw him on my 18th birthday and it was a lot of fun. Cool. And what type of music does he do? The Scary Brian music that I don't like? No, no, you'd actually really enjoy it. It's like rock music. Oh, okay. I'll have to look him up on the internet. Yes, you would. You should. What, so what is your last conspiracy? Because I'm scared to ask because you, you obviously didn't pay attention to the... No, the it's, 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 it's another one that's... Uh, it's the only one I went off, off script was for the moon is made of cheese. But this one is, is something we, I think we've talked about and it's Club 33. We have talked about that and, yeah. one of, and I knew you, your eyes would go there. Yeah, well, because it is a real place. And it's, it's now... It, it was sort of hush-hush when it was at just at Disneyland and, and Walt Disney wanted to have this VIP club that you pay $25,000, I think it's a year to join this. And uh, if you had the funds, would you do this? No, not at all. Cause it's the dumb way of spending money. I don't even like people. You're not even allowed being around people anyway, anyway now. So, but the thing is, is club 33 is now advertised. It's all over uh, the Disney properties. There's a few at Disney world. There's one at Disney Shanghai, one at Disney in Japan. It's not, a conspiracy. It's not something that's hidden. It kind of was, I guess, hush hush before, but it's nothing 
too special. It, I mean, of course, it's not along the same lines as the Mandela effect or ancient aliens. No, sadly, it's not. I'm kind of surprised you didn't choose uh, one that is near and dear to your heart, which is the Cosa Nostra. Uh, no, that's too. Which that's, is actually a thing that exists. Like, yes, I don't understand why it's on here. Yeah, that, like people know that. Like, have they watched The Godfather? Yeah, I, I actually did last month. I watched one and two. I and apparently Francis Ford Coppola is working on a recut of Part Three, and I will not be watching that. <laughs> is it, so that one has less Batman killing people, right? <laughs> yes, that exactly is. is and how no it works. robot. I'm re- yes, I'm really, really sad. And you buttholes. Did you see all the mobsters' buttholes? <laughs> that would be a movie mashup that no one wanted and no. probably few would watch. Like you have to have, it would be Batman, but with the, um, uh, the, the Schumacher nipples. <laughs> Do you, so one of the ones that I found really interesting on here that I completely forgot about uh, was the Jade Helm 15 uh, military ex- exercises happening around the States between July and September 2015. I don't even know what that is. Oh, basically, like, these are, like, mock runs for, like, different kinds of exercise um, uh, units, and, like, all these different units were coming in and, and training. Oh. And a lot of people believe that it was a uh, sort of, like, a, a prep for something that they were planning on doing. Oh, like yeah, the government. okay. Okay, yeah. And, of course, your buddy and mine, and I'm sad he's not on here, but Alex Jones said that the Helm and Jade Helm stood for Homeland Eradication of Local Militants. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard much of... Um from Alex Jones lately. No, the last time I heard stuff about him, he was yelling at a lifeguard about not wearing a mask or wearing a mask. I'm not quite sure who gives a shit about Alex Jones because he is worthless. Um, and as I say this, his good friend, Joe Rogan, appears now on Spotify, Spotify exclusive. And I don't know if you saw the uh, Miley Cyrus um, clip going around the internet no. where she basically uh, says, uh, he says, oh, they all do the same move. They're referring to a video they're watching. And she says, oh, it's just like when I listen to an episode of yours. All the same stuff. I thought that was a pretty decent burn. What did he say to that? I don't, the, the, the clip just ends there, so I'm not sure. Oh, man. Because that's why I stopped listening to Joe Rogan, because it was always the same thing. And you refuse to do it. Like, you're not even going to do weed. Why would you even do DMT, Angela, right? Never. No. Would you, do, you wouldn't even do salvia. I feel like you'd have an ego death there. Isn't that like, I've, there's people freaking out on the internet when they do salvia, no? Well, because it lasts for about 10 minutes. A friend of mine did that, and he told me he felt as if he had died and been reincarnated as the couch that <laughs> he was sitting on, and then was very worried that he had to live his life as a couch, and then started crying about being the couch. My last conspiracy theory, and uh, one that I actually do believe is quite plausible, is uh, Mothman. I do believe there was something there. Really? I absolutely do. What happened to Chicago Mothman? He's making rap music, Angela. I keep talking about the Chicago Mothman, but he's never going to come back. He's never going to come. Maybe you need a Montreal Mothman. Maybe that's what the thing is. I need to start like hitting a lot more rooftops to take a look for Montreal Mothman. Do you think he predicted the uh, COVID-19 pandemic? Oh, like uh, with the, the fluttering of his wings somehow? I'll have to double check that. Mm, yeah. The the Mothman effect. <laughs> a different kind of Mothman effect, yeah. Or it's so like is the, the butterfly flat or is like the earth the- hollow? Because I just came across that now. It's both. Do they fight those people? It's a it's a bagel. Oh, that's a good question. Hold on. Okay, what is it? Hollow Earth versus flat Earth people. Let's use the internet. Do they fight? Uh, oh, there's a book called Flat Earth and Hollow Earth: A History of Strange Tales and Bizarre Beliefs from the Planet. Um, oh, includes pictures. Oh my god. Ugh. This was published in October 2019 and is 92 pages long. Angelo. Oh, cool. You best believe I will not be purchasing that. No. <laughs> uh, also, I do not know 
uh, whether or not they're fighting. It does not seem to be the case. Too bad. But uh, I will definitely do a little bit more uh, poking around. Oh, coronavirus and the Flat Earth Society. Oh, somebody wrote something in 2018 called The Shape of the Earth, Flat or Hollow? Question mark. And it's from Skeptics, the Skeptics Society and Skeptic Magazine. Okay, so it must be a parody about it or something or just talking or like about a, how they're a, both dumb. Or just, yeah, uh, uh, how dare you say that? Uh, this is a land of free speech, Angelo. And with that, I feel like it's a good idea to bring episode 148 to, to a close. We're going uh, to be doing this uh, more regularly in the future, right? Bringing the episode to a close, yes. Yes. Well, opening and closing episodes. Yes. Yes. And as always, <laughs> you can find us over on Twitter at double underscore dead. So you can find Angelo over at Angelo Furin. And he sometimes checks his tweets. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, sometimes I retweet me. things. I think I retweeted something today. You did. Yeah. Uh, you can find me over at Brian Hasty, Brian with an I. And of course, you can also find us on Instagram at Double Density Podcast, where I've made an effort to try and put up more pictures of the things that we're up to. And then finally, you can head on over to DoubleDensity.net to read more all about us. And also, you can go ahead and uh, find us on your favorite podcasting app or platform because we're pretty much on all of them. Yeah, why well, wouldn't be? be? And with that, my friend, uh, stay tuned next week as uh, we unveil our next episode, another weaved tale of intricate webs of lies. Now I'm going to go capture myself a robotic bird. Good luck with that, my friend. I'm going to go ahead and uh, play with some number stations. Great. See you then. Bye. VIP people, <laughs> very important people, people. Uh, but that made me laugh. Did it make you laugh, Brian? Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, it's, it's like an ATM machine. Yeah. It's, or a baseball <laughs> ball. Yes. Okay. Anyway, VIP people.